0: Hey friends, this is Rick Renner, and today we're going to return to our subject of Dream Thieves, a brand new series which I'm teaching. And oh, how I pray that it's encouraging you. Please write to me and let me know if this series is a blessing to you. But the whole name is Dream Thieves, it's 10 parts and it comes in multiple formats. The subtitle says Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. We saw in the last program, there are four dream thieves that come to all of us. Number one is time. Time tries to tell you to give up. Hey, if it was going to happen, it would have happened to by now. And if you make it beyond the voice of time, then you've got dream thief number two, which is the voice of the devil himself who tells you that you're crazy. This is nothing more than your imagination. And if you make it beyond dream thief number two, then there's dream thief number three, which is the voice of your friends who really love you. And when they hear you're going to launch out and do something new by faith, they will try probably to give you a more balanced perspective. And then if you make it beyond that voice, there's dream thief number four, which is the voice of your family and your family really loves you and they don't want you to make a mistake and they may try to talk you out of doing what you feel like you're supposed to do. These are four dream thieves that come to all of us and actually there are more than these but these are four that we all have to deal with. But anyway, in this series, Dream Thieves, it's about overcoming obstacles to fulfill your dreams and it comes with a study guide. And right now we're offering you my book by the same title which is called Dream Thieves, overcoming obstacles to fulfill your dreams. This book is just so good. But hey, if you need prayer, please reach out to us. We're waiting for the phone to ring or for your email to show up in our inbox. And the moment we hear from you, we're going to begin to really pray for you. But today, I want to begin by reading something from page 36 from dream thieves. If you're going to do what God has told you to do, you have to be committed to hold fast to your dream, no matter how long it takes, no matter how many times you have to tell the devil to hit the road, no matter how many friends tell you that your plans are crazy, no matter how much it hurts when family members come against your dream because of their love and their concern for you. Hebrews 10:23 admonishes us to hold fast to what God has spoken to us and when we receive a word from the Lord we are to embrace it with all of our strength to hold down that divine instruction so firmly that nothing can steal it from us we must hold fast to that dream with everything in our being and today I'm going to talk to you about how you can come into alignment. It's what I call divine alignment with God's plan for your life. This will be a life transforming program. Hey, join me again in just a moment.
1: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the word of God. Here is Rick.
0: I'm so glad you've joined me. But go to Hebrews chapter 10. Today we're going to begin again in verse 23, where the writer of Hebrews says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. But notice it says, let us hold fast. We've already seen that in Greek, this is a form of the Greek word kat echo. The word kata is a preposition. It describes something that is dominating conquering or subjugating, something that comes down real hard and heavy. The second part of the word is the word echo, which means I have, I hold, I possess, I embrace. But when you put the two words together, the words hold fast, the Greek word cat echo means wrap your arms around that object, hold it tightly, embrace it so tightly that nobody can take it away from you. Hold it fast, hold it down, suppress it with the implication, that it will try to get away from you. And you need to understand that when God has given you explicit instructions and the voice of time tries to talk you out of it, and then the voice of the devil tries to talk you out of it. And then your friends try to talk you out of it. And then your family try to talk you out of it. All of those are forces which try to take that dream away from you. And you've got to wrap your arms around it. You've got to hold it down, hold it tight. And I've told you the same word, cat echo," which here is translated, hold fast, is translated in Romans 1 verse 18 as the word suppress. And it tells us that wicked men suppress the truth. The same word, they hold it down, they put a lid on it because they don't want the word of righteousness to get out and change people's lives. So they say, put a lid on that, cap that story, sit on that, don't let that out, restrain that. That's how it's used negatively. But in a positive way, it means that when we have received a word from the Lord, we are to restrain it and not let anyone take it away from us. We're to wrap our arms around it, suppress it, set on it, hold tight to it. But wait, it goes on to say, let us hold fast the profession. Of our faith without wavering. That word profession is very, very important. It is the Greek word homologia. Sometimes it's translated as the word confession, but it's actually a compound of two words the word homo, which means of the very same kind, and the word logia, which is from logos, which means words. When you compound the two words together, homologia means to say the same thing, to repeat the same thing, to be in agreement, or to confess. To be in agreement or to confess. This is not just parodying what somebody else says, but you have really come into agreement with someone else on an issue. For example, I'm an author. The word logia, which is the second part of this word, could be used to describe my books. It's what I've written. If you get into agreement with me about my books, it means you agree with me. You believe what I believe. You see what I see. You understand what I understand. In the same way, if you get into agreement with God concerning His Word, you see His promises the way He says it. You understand it the way He says it. You hear it the way He says it. In fact, you and God are in such agreement on whatever the issue is that your heart and the heart of God begin to beat in perfect syncopation. You and God are in agreement. Or I say, you have come into divine alignment on this subject, whatever it is. And actually, Jesus said something very important along this line in Mark chapter 11, verse 23, a very familiar verse. He said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. But notice Jesus says, and shall not doubt in his heart. The word doubt really means to differ. So Jesus is saying, if your heart and your mouth are saying the same thing, if there's no differing between your heart and your mouth, if you've really got into agreement with God on any issue, and your heart and your mouth are in agreement. You've come into a position of divine alignment. And when your heart and your mouth are in alignment, it opens a door for power to flow through. You can even speak to a mountain and it will be removed. Now, many people do not understand what is confession, they think confession's all in the mouth, it's just saying the right thing. But you can say the right thing mechanically and not have it in your heart, and you will not get what you say. Jesus said there can be no differing between your mouth and your heart, and I want to give you an illustration. Many, many years ago, I was ministering in a church, and I was staying in the pastor's home. And about 5 o'clock in the morning, the telephone began to ring. Well, I was sleeping in his basement, the telephone was in the kitchen, and I thought, surely somebody will answer the phone. And the phone rang and rang and rang, and finally, I began counting the rings. I counted 20 rings, no one answered the phone. 25 rings, no one answered the phone. 30, 35, finally about 40 rings, I said, well, you know what? If nobody else is gonna answer the phone, I'll get up, go upstairs and answer the telephone. So I put on my robe, went up the steps, walked down the hallway to the kitchen, the phone is still ringing, reached over to answer the phone, said hello, And the phone just kept ringing and ringing and ringing. And I looked to my side, and there was a big cage with a parrot. I pulled the top off of that cage, and it was the parrot that was ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. The parrot sounded just like a telephone, but the parrot was not a phone. There was something flawed. There was something defective. Well, in the same way, sometimes people make confessions that sound like real confessions of faith. Everything in the mouth is right, but it's not coming from the heart. And if there's a differing between the mouth and the heart, nothing's going to take place. Jesus clearly said in Mark 11:23, 23, the mouth and the heart have to be in agreement. There can be no differing between these two. But when the mouth and the heart get into agreement, it forms a channel through which power moves and things take place. Well, now when we come to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, it says, let us hold fast the profession, the confession of our faith. And here we find that when God has given you a word, when God's given you instruction, when God has given you a promise, you have to come into agreement with what God has told you. And sometimes it's a process to come into agreement. I think about Enoch. Enoch received a word from God that he would never see death. He had to come into agreement with that word. I can just imagine the war that went on in his mind as he debated back and forth, how is it possible that I'm never going to see death? But Enoch got into agreement. We don't know how long it took. And guess what? He was translated and he never saw death. Or how about Abraham? A man who was living in the lap of luxury when suddenly he met the God of glory and God said to him, hey, I want you to leave where you are, come with your wife, follow me into another land. Didn't even tell him where the land was. For Abraham to obey God, he had to get his entire being into agreement with God until his heart was beating in syncopation with God on this issue. Or how about Noah? Noah. A man who was warned of God of things to come and was told to build an ark to the saving of his family. Noah's mind must have said, tilt, tilt, tilt. There's never been a flood. What are you talking about? What is an ark? And yet he's received a word from the Lord. He had to get into agreement with God. And we don't know how long it took The day by day, his heart began to beat more and more in syncopation with God until he and God became a mighty instrument and saved the world of that age. That's not all. How about Mary, the mother of Jesus? She was a virgin girl. When suddenly the angel Gabriel appeared unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with you. And... The Bible says she was cast in her mind wondering what matter of salutation this was. And the angel said, you're going to be impregnated by the Lord, and you're going to bear a child as a virgin, and it will be the Son of God. And the Bible says, Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. She had to get into agreement. She could have rejected it, but she had to get into agreement with that word from the Lord. Or how about the Apostle Paul? The Apostle Paul. A man who was killing Christians, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. Concerning the righteousness that was in the law, he was blameless. And suddenly Jesus appeared unto him and said, Hey, I'm going to take you away from your own people and send you to the Gentiles. To the Gentiles. It took him three days to really understand that. And for three days he sat in a house. The Bible says he couldn't see anything. He had been dazed by the glory of God. And in those three days, everything in his body was coming into a alignment with what he heard God say to him. You have to come into alignment with God's plan. Now, let me give you my testimony. When God first told me that I was going to move my family to the former Soviet Union, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. Move my family to the Soviet Union. And at that time it was the Soviet Union. I thought, oh, it's a dilapidated country. How will I support my family? What about my ministry in the United States? And I went back to the United States after a short mission trip through the Soviet Union and didn't tell anybody what the Lord had said to me. But every day, God was saying, Rick, are you going to obey me? Rick, are you going to obey me? Really, Rick, are you going to get into agreement with me? Rick, are you going to get into divine alignment with me? And I remember saying, Lord, I don't know. This was such a big step of faith. This went on for several months. And then one day I was speaking at a mission conference and the anointing of God was so heavy in that service. And sometimes when you're in the heavy anointing of God, you do things you would normally do. And I surrendered in that service and verbally, publicly announced, I'm going to move my family to the Soviet Union. And in that moment when I was in the anointing, it was so exciting and it felt so good and so victorious. Then I went back to my room. And when I got back to my room, I thought, what did you do? What did you say? Now you've announced it. You have to do it. If you don't do it, people are going to think you're disobedient or they're going to think you really don't know the voice of the Lord. I was so upset I spent that entire night on my knees in front of a toilet bowl vomiting, not because the Lord was making me vomit. He doesn't do that. It's my soul was arguing with the will of God. And that night, everything in me that was out of alignment got jerked into alignment. God was aligning me. I was agreeing with God so that I could do what God had asked me to do with my life. And when God reveals His plan to you, you may not immediately step into it. There may be a period of adjustment. When you discover there's some things in you that are out of alignment, and before God's plan can really begin to operate through you, you'll have to get into divine alignment with Him until finally you say, Okay, God, okay, 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 I see what you want me to see, I understand it. I hear it the way you want me to hear it. I feel it the way that you feel it. God, you and me, our hearts are finally in unity. We're in agreement. Our hearts are beating in syncopation about what you want me to do. And my friends, when you get into that position, you're in a position for real power to begin to flow through you. That period of alignment is different for all of us. Some of us It may happen very quickly for others. It may take more time. But you have to jerk everything in you into alignment with God so that His plan can come to pass in your life. I cannot begin to tell you how very, very important this is. But I want you to understand that the word profession and the word confession is more than just a mouthful of words. It is your whole being getting into agreement with the Word of God, the Word that God has given until you and God are in divine alignment. Say amen. And in fact, the rest of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 23 says, but let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. What does the word wavering mean? The word wavering is actually the Greek word eklines, and it describes a person that goes to bed. Some people go to bed on their faith. They started out strong, They know what God wants them to do, but because of the dream thieves, they give up. Time begins to say, "Ah, it's not going to happen. If it would have happened, it would already have happened by now. Come on, there's been plenty of time for this dream to come to pass. Dream thief number two, the voice of the devil himself. Ah, you just don't want to believe that you're to live a mediocre life. So you've dreamed up some fantasy. He tries to talk you out of it. Or your friends who really love you may try to give you that more balanced approach, a different perspective. Or your family may say, what are you doing? You're going to leave your job. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Are you really crazy? Have you lost your mind? And sometimes they have valid reasons for for saying that to us. And rather than argue with them and get upset, we need to listen to them and thank them for their opinion, thank them for their view. But we need to stick with what God has told us to do. And if you give up, Hebrews 10 verse 23 says, you'll end up going to bed on your faith. That's what the word wavering really means, a cleanings. It describes a person who begins wavering And then they get so tired and so exhausted, they say, somebody, please give me a chair. They sit down, they say, oh, somebody find me a bed. And they end up eventually just going to bed. The Bible says, if you don't wrap your arms around what God has told you to do, if you don't sit on it, suppress it, hang tight to it, you will lose it. And you will go to bed on your faith. Instead of going to bed on your faith, say, Lord, I'm going to jerk everything in me out of alignment into alignment with you, so your plan and your power can flow through me. But wait, there's always someone who says, "What? Wait, 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 wait. Why should I keep believing?" I've believed, I've waited, I've walked in faith. I still have not seen the manifestation. Just give me one reason why I should continue. Well, I'm going to give you a reason. The very last statement in Hebrews 10 verse 23 says, For he is faithful that promised. God is not a man that he should lie. He is not the son of man that he should change his mind. What He says, He does. My friends, the Word of God is true. His promise to you is true. And if God has said He's going to do something, there will be a performance of it if you'll get into alignment with Him and hold fast to the Word that He's given to you. There there always comes a moment when we're tempted to cast away our confession because we get tired or because the dream Thieves are speaking to us, but we've got to push them out of the way and say, no, 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 no. This is just more evidence that I'm not quite in alignment yet. I'm going to jerk myself even into more alignment. I'm not budging. I'm not moving. I'm staying right here. I'm camping in what God has told me. I'm going to do what he's told me to do. And you've got to stay in that position until you see the manifestation. For some, it comes quicker. For some, it comes longer. For Enoch, we don't know how long it took. For Abraham, he had to quickly get into alignment with God and he had to continue getting into alignment with God on other issues through the years. We don't know how long it took for Noah to get into alignment. Mary quickly got into alignment. The apostle Paul had no choice. God was sending him to the Gentiles. Imagine how that must have shaken him as that word went through his being and everything in him that was out of alignment suddenly was being aligned so he could become the great apostle to the Gentiles. And my friends, if you'll get into alignment with God and there will not be a differing between your mouth and your heart, real alignment, you'll find that you and your mouth and your life will become a major instrument through which the power of God will begin to flow. I'll be back in just a moment and I want to pray for you.
1: Many people start out with a God-given dream and a passion to see that word from the Lord fulfilled in their lives. But the longer it takes for the dream to come to pass, the less their hearts burn for it. Until sadly, they release God's dream for their lives altogether, letting it slip out of their hearts and hands and into oblivion. You need to know as you pursue your dream that you'll encounter dream thieves that will try to steal the dream from your heart. And in this 10-part series, Dream Thieves, Rick Brenner will show you how to identify these dream thieves and how to overcome each of them. In this series, you'll learn How to hold fast to the dream God put in your heart. How to identify dream thieves that come to steal your dream. How to come into divine alignment with God's plan for your life. How to take steps to fulfill your dream. This practical and helpful 10-part series is available in digital or physical formats starting at just $20. In addition, we're also offering you the 254-page book, Dream Thieves, for $15. As you read this book, God's purpose for your life will be so stirred up in you that you'll put questions and fears aside and begin to aggressively pursue what God has been telling you to do. Don't miss these exciting offers, this series, Dream Thieves, and the updated book, Dream Thieves. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
2: Christmas is a timeless tradition, but do you really know the true story of that first holy night? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas the Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of a nativity story you have never heard. Like, was Joseph really a carpenter? Who were the shepherds keeping watch? How far did the wise men travel and how many actually came? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas the Rest of the Story invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across nearly 300 decorated pages. The Christmas Story is the most important
0: story ever told. It is just miraculous. And with this wonderful, fully illustrated book, you will learn so much and you'll want to share it with others.
2: When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Bound in a landmark large format book, you will create a family tradition that will last for generations. This sweeping portrait of the Christmas story allows readers to reflect on why Jesus came to earth that holy night and ultimately the reason for his birth. Great as a gift or to enhance your own traditions, order this beautiful book today, Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer.
0: This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings, it's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world and from that facility. We're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust and it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth and that is what we're called to do and today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of of the giving team. Friends, I am so glad you've been with me today. We've been talking about divine alignment. I know something about it. Because every time God gives me a new assignment, I find that if there's anything out of alignment in me, I've got to jerk it into alignment so his will can flow through my life. This is so very important for you to understand. And I've just barely touched what's covered in the series, which is called Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. One of the obstacles is you. You've got to get beyond yourself. Oh, please order this. It will just encourage you. And it comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you my book by the same title. It is so powerful. The back of the book says, Do I really have what it takes to make my dream a reality? Yes, you do. You've got a word from God. You've got a vision. You've got a calling. You've got the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got the word of God. You've got friends to support. You've got everything you need in you and around you to do anything God asks you to do. Now you need to know how to move forward and do it and overcome all the obstacles. And that's what's in this book. So order these today and everything else we're offering you, it's going to be a blessing to you. Now let me pray for you right now. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord, you've got such amazing plans for our lives. Lord, if there's anything in us that is out of alignment and out of agreement with you, Lord, help us to jerk it into alignment so the struggle finishes and your power can flow through us to bring to pass the thing that you want to do. In Jesus' name, jerk us into agreement. Put us in divine alignment. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'll be back tomorrow, but remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, it says, where the word of a king is, there is power.